This is the Retire Happy Podcast with John Amarino, teaching you each episode about holistic retirement planning. Well, hello there, and thanks for being with us once again on the Retire Happy Podcast. Walter Storholt with San Diego's premier holistic retirement advisor, John Amarino, fiduciary financial advisor at Securus Financial, serving you throughout the San Diego area. You can find us online by going to gosecurus.com. John, great to be with you once again on the show. How are things going for you? Doing okay, doing okay, right? Staying the course, trusting the plan. That's right. <laughs> Trust the process. That's right. Well, on our last episode, we dug you know very deep into the entire coronavirus topic and situation and conversation. And as always, that will be in mind and in view and in the lens of what we you know will be talking about probably for some time. But uh, figured, John, that we'd get back to talking about some normal topics here on the podcast as well. And as things change and move and shift around and those kinds of things, we will certainly uh, do that to adjust and react to the coronavirus. But on today's show, we want to talk about some of the important stages of retirement planning. So what happens when you're 15 years away from retirement, five years out, or even you know on the doorstep of retirement? How do your priorities and your decision-making change over time. So we're going to talk about that on today's show. Also, John, we've got a really good question on today's show from Phil over in Orange County, and he does have indeed a coronavirus question for you. So we'll dig into that a little bit today, plus much more all straight ahead on today's show. So you ready to rock and roll, John? Absolutely. All righty. So, you know, I think it's an easy uh, conversation to set up today. You know, how far out from retirement are you? What should you be thinking about at that stage of life? And we'll kind of take it in five-year increments, John, and we'll talk about the things that we need to be focusing on and how that changes as we get closer and closer to the retirement date. So for most folks, uh, you know, they may have a good portion of the listening population about 15 years away from retirement. So let's start there. For folks who are in their, let's call it early 50s, what are the main financial issues somebody should focus on in retirement planning at that stage? Yeah. So you're 15 years out of retirement. I think the biggest thing you need to start paying attention to is your assets. And are you saving enough money? You know, they say the average retiree has about $250,000 in savings and and that's not, not going to cut it. And I've had over the years, the unpleasant conversation with a lot of people where I've said, listen, I can't help you. There's nothing I can do. You, my job is not to make you rich. It's to protect your principal and you don't have enough principal to retire. And I'm sorry, but when would you like to get that information now or when it's too late? So really, if you're 15 years from retirement, you need to ask yourself, are you, are you saving enough money? Are you being disciplined enough to put that money away? And you, you can't just look at what the 401k monitor is saying because the 401k monitor knows nothing about you, right? It doesn't know how much you're spending. And you have to start envisioning your retirement. Even though 15 years away is a long time, you have to understand, okay, you know, I want to do, I want to go travel the world. That's going to be an expensive first couple of years of retirement. So you better start prepaying yourself now. You need to start paying attention to, you know, are you going to have something like a pension? You know, what is social security going to look like for you? You also have to look at, and, and this is something I teach in my retirement classes all the time. Are you diversified against different tax funnels? Are you that typical investor nowadays that has all of your money in your 401k? 
right? Start looking to be diversified and get as much money as you can to tax-free because taxes are different in retirement and we have $24 trillion worth of debt. And what do I always say, Walter? It's the tax bills are coming. And when you couple that with marginal tax traps, you need to start trying to get as much money as possible to a Roth IRA. Or if your work offers a Roth 401k, start putting money into there. If you're in a 24% or lower tax bracket and you're in the middle of the bracket, start stashing some money into a Roth 401k. And even if you're in a higher bracket, at least get a Roth 401k or IRA established to get that five-year clock rolling. And the five-year clock's important because you have to have an account for at least five years before you get all the earnings tax-advantaged or tax-free. So that's what I tell for, for those who are 50 and 15 years out. Okay. So we move from our early fifties into, uh, you know, the mid fifties for most folks. Obviously, if you're planning to retire earlier or later, you can adjust these time frames. but about 10 years out from retirement, how does the focus then change? Yeah. Um, again, I would still say, try to focus on being more tax efficient going forward, you know, paying the, the taxes now, uh, as much as you can. You know, if you're 10 years out and, and on this timeline, you know, you're 55, start paying attention, especially with Social Security, you know, matching up your earnings just to make sure that they're correct. And, you know, I'm, you still have a 10 year time horizon, which is you, you can still be, in, in my opinion, you know, more aggressive, but, you know, really start to, to look again you know, are you, did you make in the last five years dramatic improvements to your uh, retirement balances? Have you put forth the effort you told yourself you were going to? And if not, you better get on it because this is really getting to, to be, you know, the last chance window to really get any substantial growth for retirement. Yeah. 10 years out, you really got to start dialing in and focusing heavily and then we get to five years out from retirement. So maybe most folks are in their early 60s. What are the main things to consider there? I know there's been a term floating around for years, that comparison to football. You sort of are entering the you know the financial or the retirement red zone at that point, right? It, it all gets heightened at this point. Yes, yes. What uh, that Super Bowl a couple years ago, what was that team? The Atlanta Falcons, they didn't come out to play the second half. The second half, yeah. Like exactly. 27 points, whatever. Yeah, uh, this is now, I mean, this is where I really see a lot of my clients. Or, or, Five or I think of the Seahawks here when they were playing the Patriots and they had the ball in the two-yard line. They're in the red zone, chance to win the game, just got to pound it in. And they throw the interception, and the Patriots, you know, win the Super Bowl at the last second on the interception. They they drop the ball. They made the mistake in the end in the end zone or right near the end zone in the red zone. You're right there on the cusp of winning the game or winning retirement, and you make a big mistake. Ugh. Yep, yep. And that mistakes cost us. Mistakes cost us. That could not be. I mean, that is more true in retirement than in the Seattle Seahawks case. So you're five years out. You're sixty. A couple things. Especially if you're you are seeking professional advice, fifty nine and a half you can typically roll over your money to an IRA, and this is what many of my clients do. They'll roll over if they're allowed to roll over the whole amount of their four hundred one k to their IRA. And I was I was just actually did an interview 
with a reporter on this and weighing out the pros and cons of moving your money from a 401k to an IRA. With the IRA, you're getting a much larger investment portfolio options. Instead of just maybe having 10 or 20 plus different options, now you have thousands of different investments. So at this point in the game, you might be moving your money over to an advisor to help you maximize the growth while de-risking you. So as you said, the retirement red zone, the last five years of employment, first 10 years of retirement, the most critical years of your financial life. So we want to start taking risk off the table. Too many people go from accumulation, right? That aggressive growth right to distribution. And they never take into account that the most important thing you can do for yourself is start to protect principle. You have to start realizing that principle protection becomes a key in these years, right? And just ask those people that you know, wanted to retire in 2009 and went through 2007 to 2009. And they didn't retire till 2012 because they lost 40% of their wealth. They never de-risked. Great example. I mean, I learned so many great lessons from people who were, you know, told me about their experience in 2008. And it really shaped my investment portfolios of today because I don't ever want that for my clients. I don't want my clients to live the experience that these people did. So de-risk, get a better estimate of your retirement income streams, your social security, and your assets. And really, this is the point in time where the rubber's starting to meet the road. And we're telling you, okay, five years, you're on track, or you're not on track, or there's not going to be retirement. You also have to update and really start to look at your budget. Now, I, I don't don't make a budget. Just look at your credit cards and say, "Hey, I roughly need you know five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars a month to live." And then we start to really focus on the budget to your assets and an income. And at that point in time, if if you do have income gaps, we may start planning for an income stream to to give you in retirement. So all of that is around the five years out. If you are in your 60s, depending on your situation and your income, we may continue to do the Roth IRAs too. Because really, when you're in your 60s and you haven't gotten Medicare or Social Security, and especially if you retire in your early 60s, that's one of the golden times to do Roth conversions. So at this last five years, we want to we wanna be able to ultimately answer with confidence if you're going to be on track to retire when you want to. So many people find themselves within that five-year time frame, but yet still unprepared. So that's when you really have to start making the right decisions and when you start losing the time to make up from bad decisions. That's a really big and important takeaway as well. Hopefully everybody gets a plan before our next milestone, John, and that's the day we retire. What are the absolutely essential things that we need to have figured out already at that point? How big of a retirement party you're going to have. <laughs> there you go. Right? Party. You, you, the, the day has come. Celebrate. Um, you know, go give yourself a nice little trip. Do something special. It really, I mean, seriously, reward yourself. You reached the summit of Everest. You did your your discipline. You went without. You invested. 
all those long days, long nights, putting up with bosses that you may not like, you got to the summit. But here's one thing that you have to understand in, in my Everest example. Everyone knows who Sir Edmund Hillary is. He was the first mountaineer to make it to the summit of Everest and back down to base camp. But hardly anyone knows who George Mallory is. And they say George Mallory reached the summit 30 years prior, but they found his body on the way down near the summit. And I always bring up that analogy because it's the interesting parallel to retirement planning. This phase of your life is completely different and more dangerous than your accumulation. And that that's not a scare tactic, Walter. You know I hate the whole scare tactics. I'm not into that. But everything else in retirement is going to affect you more. And just like you said, you know, the Seahawks thought they were going to win. You know, Seahawks fans thought they were going to win that Super Bowl. Then they made a critical mistake in the retirement red zone or in their red zone. And it cost them the Super Bowl. The same thing here. If you make mistakes early on, it can have critical, critical impacts in a negative way on your retirement. So things that we want to understand. We want to have your income plan ready to go. You know, and that income plan is going to involve financial vehicles, your assets, social security, right? Maximizing that, not just claiming it at 62 with no, with no understanding of the tax planning, the, the break-even points, the survivorship income, and the increase in sustainable income. We have to take all that into account. So you have to have the structured income plan because, as I've said time and time again over the last year or so. Income is the outcome. That is the foundation of your house. If you have not made that, if you have not taken the time to make that as efficient as possible to maximize that income, your probability of success has been reduced. Understand your budget. I don't, I have never met anyone, Walter, and this may come as a shock to you, that has come into my office after working for 30 or 40 years and said, you know what, now that I'm retired, I want to live a lesser life. You don't. You want to live more of a life. And as, as one you know, industry great Tom Hegno always says, he says, when do you go golf? When do you go get your hair or your nails done? You In your working years, you did that on Saturday. Well, now every day is Saturday. So you have to be able to know your budget and understand how your budget works into your income plan. And you have to understand terms like withdrawal rate, because if you're spending too much money, then you're obviously going to reduce your chances of, of retirement happiness and outliving your money. And you really need to focus on having comfort funds. So we use our, our bucket strategy here where I always tell people, listen, what's your comfort fund, right? What's your magic number? And some people say 50, 60, $70,000. Put that in the bank. Have it there for a rainy day. We understand we're, we're sacrificing rates of return for that peace of mind, but it's important. Then next, I tell people, now that you're retired, you have no more time horizon, right? Your whole time horizon was to get you to this point. Now you're at this point. So we have to establish different time horizons for your money. And we really have to make your money be a vessel for you. You cannot be that hamster in the wheel chasing that almighty return. You will fail. You will not have that peace of mind. There's plenty of people this year that are experiencing that. They were chasing that almighty 
large double digit return and now they're you know sick to their stomach give your money jobs right this money's going to create an income stream for me this is going to be my near you know short time horizon money this is my long term money this is the money i'm going to convert to tax free this is my tax free money and for that short term money have it invested differently my clients have multiple iras because the short-term money that they may need to access, whether it's to hedge for inflation or for income or for Roth conversions or required minimum distributions, that money needs to be more conservatively, if not just flat-out conservatively invested. You just want to outpace inflation, but you don't want to open yourself up to taking big distributions while sustaining major market losses. That's sequence risk. So it's one way to control sequence of returns risk. It's the other way to control freakout risk. Because in times like this where the markets are going crazy, you understand that your more aggressive investments that are subsequently losing more money right now, you know, in 2020 here, you understand that that money, you're not going to need it for the better half over a decade. So it's easier for you to compartmentalize that. And, you know, and then you just need to, once you have all those answers there, you just need to enjoy the fruits of your retirement. Well, speaking of enjoying retirement from that standpoint, we passed that threshold of retirement. That's certainly a fun stage to enter into for everybody. Uh, But your relationship doesn't end there. And the financial planning doesn't end at retirement. Often we talk here on the show about getting to and through retirement. So, Let's fast forward another couple of years and say, you know, five to 10 year time frame after retirement, what becomes the main focus now? What are your follow-up visits with clients look like? What becomes the uh, area that we want need to keep our eye on at that point? Yeah. At, at this point in time, I mean, my clients, mandatory annual reviews, but most of my clients come in twice a year, depending, you know, depending on what we have going on. They can come in more if, if they need to. Um, or if we had different plannings. But at this point in time, we're maintaining and adjusting the plan. And I say adjusting because no initial plan is written in stone. Things will change. Things will change even from your pre-employment to when you want to retire. Some people, when they realize that they can retire earlier and they're just not having their, their new boss, right? Boom, the timeline just got moved up. But at this point in time, and, and I, don't even, I wouldn't even say five, 10 years, I, I would even drop this down to two to five years. Now is when you need to have every box check marked off. You need to sit here and say, okay, listen, and the planning process is detailed, folks. And, and I say this in all my classes. If you're a do-it-yourselfer, God bless you, but you better be parking 30 hours at least a month into what you're doing. This is not a game. This isn't fantasy baseball. This is your livelihood. You have experts out there, you know, like myself, that I dedicate weeks of learning at conferences. I have six different softwares that I utilize to come up with a holistic plan that that looks into everything, income, investments, taxes, risk management. You have to be able to look at all those areas and let's get your investments in line with your values. And let's go ahead and get a, a fundamental tax management plan going. Once we get that going, and that's a lot in itself, then we need to have subsequent 
meetings over over the next year, two or three, where we start to hone in and make sure that you're covered for a long-term care event if you're not already covered, right? You sh- if, if you can do that earlier, better. Do it. You know, let's make sure your Medicare is a good plan. And let's make sure you have your trust and in, in your will all current updated and designed in an efficient manner. And unfortunately, at this point in time, you know, tax efficiency becomes a little bit harder after you claim Social Security and Medicare because those are marginal tax traps. So if you're trying to convert to a Roth IRA, which we've talked about several times, not saying you can't do it, it's just not as efficient. But I think for a lot of people that come in, especially, you know, bluntly put every day that we're on this earth, we're one one step closer to the grave. You know, when people start to get up into the age where they see friends that they've known for years passing and they see the issues from it, um, I, I believe legacy planning becomes even more so. And, and when I say legacy planning, yeah, the, the kids are, it would be nice to give them something and hopefully you will because that means you didn't outlive your money. But legacy planning for the surviving spouse becomes key. And a lot of that has to come with having that maximized income stream with tax efficiency, getting as much money to tax free as possible. Because as we said before, Walter, when one spouse dies, a couple things happen. Income goes down, right? The loss of a potential pension benefit maybe, or the loss of one social security income stream. Expenses may go down a little bit, but they generally stay the same, but taxes always go up because you just went from a married filing joint bracket to a single bracket, right? You might get a year or so of qualifying widower, but eventually you're going to end up in a single filer. Your Medicare premiums or Medicare taxes will be based on a single filer and your provisional income for Social Security will drop from married to single. So, you know, at that point in time, you want to make sure you have all those boxes checked off. And then it's just about maintaining, making sure your beneficiary documents are still current and really keeping your advisor abreast of any new uh, changes, whether that's in your health or deaths in the family or births in the family, you want to be able to uh, have that good communication with your advisor. All super important, I think, and it's helpful to walk through. You know, that's a lot to absorb, um, John, but I mean, this is something that's happening over the course of 20 plus years that we just outlined on today's show. You know, we started 15 years before retirement. We end up about 10 years after retirement, maybe more, depending on uh, the situation, of course. But yeah, I mean, that's that's stretching a really nice time frame. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of decisions that are going to be made there, but it's going to be spread out over time. So don't let that overwhelm you. And that's why we also broke it down into, okay, 10 years out, five years out, on the day, and then post-retirement, what you should be thinking about. So it's pretty cool to uh, to look at it that way and get all these different pieces and elements that we should be keeping in mind. Very helpful. And I know that you help keep all these things straight for your clients so that they don't have to, you know, remember all these things off the top of their head, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> and, you know, and we, and it is a lot, but we simplify it for our clients and we repeat it over and over and over again. So they understand And, uh, you know, when you understand your plan and you like your plan, you're empowered. You made a good decision. 
Yeah, repetition actually is uh, certainly very important. If you want to get in touch with John Amarino to ask any questions, maybe you're somewhere along this uh, spectrum that we've talked about on today's show, one of these different stages of retirement planning, you can reach out to John by calling 858-935-6210. That's 858-935-6210. You can also go to gosecurus.com. That's gosecurus.com and get in touch with us through the website. We'll put all the ways to contact John into the description and show notes of today's show. So definitely go and check that out if you need any help with your financial plan. All right, it's time to get to know John a little bit better on today's show. It's getting to know you time. All right, John, my getting to know you question for today's episode in light of the, uh, you know, coronavirus situation that we're all in and have been battling for a while. Uh, I'm just curious, be, you know, whether before now or if now you're accounting for this, uh, do you have or have you ever made a prepper plan or like a doomsday scenario with like a, a go bag and a rally point and you did joke that you were recording last episode from your hidden bunker. So maybe there's some truth to that in a way. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, my doomsday plan for the quarantine was uh, I had a couple bottles of high quality bourbon, case of 394, and uh, 15 pounds of 50 day dry aged ribeye steak. So my prepper <laughs> plan was phenomenal. Yeah. My wife's like, great, great. We're going to have steak every night. Awesome. <laughs> Um, no, you know, I, I did, I do have, I always keep every couple months I'll buy a couple jugs of, of the big Costco waters just to have. And, uh, you know, I, of course I have, uh, the flashlights and all that ready to go. And I did buy a long-term, uh, food supply just in case, you know, you had some type of catastrophic, uh, like earthquake care or whatnot you know, something that could get us through the time. And yeah, hey, you know what, if we're ever camping and uh, things are things are running low on supplies, we've got the, uh, the, the RV and we're good to go. That's true. Your RV is like a bit of a prepper plan all on its own. Like I'm thinking of the uh, 2012, the movie where the, uh, the guy's in the RV and then they take the RV and they're, you know, traversing across the landscape trying to outrun the volcano in the RV. I mean, you guys are in good, good shape from that standpoint. <laughs> Yeah, or or Spaceballs. What about that RV where they just turned it into a oh, that's uh, right, that's right, intergalactic vehicle. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so Very yeah, true. I mean, you know, I just I've got the simple stuff. I'm not, uh, you know, much of a prepper, but you know, you you see people, and I mean, I'm actually glad I did that now because I mean, look at in March. I mean, the shelves were barren at the stores, and you know, I I just just kind of like what I tell my clients. I go, I I never want to be in a position where I don't have the regret of going, okay, you know, that was kind of ridiculous. Why didn't, why didn't I just buy, you know, spend, you know, a couple hundred dollars to have that peace of mind that if, if there was some type of major natural disaster, or, you know, something like that to where food supplies were short or, you know, that I couldn't feed my family. 
Yeah, I think you're exactly right there. I think um, better safe than sorry. You know, you you on the West Coast prep for earthquakes. Being an East Coaster, I've got all the experience of prepping for hurricanes. We've all got those short-term things that we can prepare for. But uh, I find it stressful thinking about the the long-term implications. You know, if we are truly talking about needing to be totally prepped, to be self-sustained for years, that just is so overwhelming to think about. I, I oh yeah, certainly. yeah. We would. I would be in trouble then because yeah. I'm not. You wish you I, would, have I would had the I bunker. I would have to get to, to. I'd have to get to either my 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 good friend's house or my in-laws' house because they're they're much more uh, handy than I am. That's actually the way to do it. I've got a buddy, and we say he's he's the escape route if we ever have the zombie apocalypse. We're going yeah. we're going to his house. He's out in the country. And uh, that he's the guy that we'll go to if uh, if we ever have problems, we'll go see him. So. <laughs> Look at us, retire happy podcast, and we're talking about zombie apocalypse. Oh, Thank funny. you, coronavirus. That's right. That's right. Well, speaking of that, that is our question of the week. As we open up the mailbag, let's get to this from Phil. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right, so Phil says, uh, by the way, in Orange County, so a little bit outside our uh, our normal region, uh, Phil says, the coronavirus scare has me convinced that the market will keep crashing again and again. I'm ready to move everything to cash right now. Is there any reason to wait? Well, Phil, we did a podcast about this last month. Yep. So log on, listen to that podcast. Will the market keep crashing again and again? Yeah, I, I think we're going to continue to see volatility swings like we have. I mean, even in the last, you know, couple of years, we've just seen crazy volatility swings. And, you know, even as an investment, you know, advisor, I've had to adjust some of my original investment plans to address, you know, the short term volatility. So, yes, the market will keep, I wouldn't say crashing again and again, but the market is going to keep on going up and down. And guess what? It will crash again sometimes in the future, right? We, you know, we're going to have multiple corrections or recessions during your lifetime. A, you're ready to move everything to cash right now. Well, I mean, that's that again is behavioral finance. Is there a reason to wait? Yes, because, you know, the markets, they're at the low point. And what you're doing is what Dalbar, and I say this almost every show, I think now, I, I mentioned Dalbar, but it's true. The average investor from 96 to 2015 returned 2.8% versus the market returning 8 And that's because people went opposite of Warren Buffett. And instead of buying low and selling high, they bought high when they were excited that the markets were at market highs and they sold when you know they were losing money. So I believe there is a reason to wait because if you go to cash, you're locking in your losses. And if you're like many of the people I've talked to over the years who stayed on the sidelines, you missed out on the ability to recover any of those losses. So stay the course. Um, you know, if you're really, really having a tough time and you're, you're heavily isolated, then, you know, maybe invest in more broad and just kind of, you know, don't think twice. You know, if you're heavy in, you know, one sector or one stock, you know, diversify across and and just try to get the market uptick and um you know don't second guess yourself but going to cash you know robert schiller says that the only asset guaranteed to lose money is cash 
So, um, and you're going to do market timing and no one can market time. No one has a crystal ball and you will, you're going to ultimately fail. So that's my advice. Stay the course, sir. It's a great question, uh, Phil, probably the most popular question you can imagine right now. A lot of people wondering what to do and, uh, you know, should you sell, should you, should you stay or should you go is, uh, sort of what it comes down to. And it is a great question. Because uh, a lot of us are feeling that pinch. And if you are, it might be a sign that you don't have a great financial plan in place if you're feeling that uneasiness, not because of the virus in general, Phil, but just because of the financial impact here. If you have unease that your portfolio is going to be able to get you through this storm, uh, then it might be a sign that you need a better plan in place that does bring you more peace of mind and understanding. And if you need to talk to John about that, you can certainly reach out by going to gosecurus.com online. That's gosecurus.com or calling 858-935-6210. And we'll put the contact info for John in the description of today's show. So check it out there if you want to get in touch. John, thanks for all the help on today's program. Enjoyed talking to you about the stages of retirement planning. We'll have another good topic on tap for our next conversation. All right, Walter, will you have a great month? You as well. Stay healthy. We'll talk soon. All righty. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks, John. And thank you for listening to the show today. We'll talk to you again soon right back here on the Retire Happy Podcast. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Securus Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by John Amarino and guests on this radio show are their own and are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine and future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered.